Today's episode with author and actor Anthony Childs is powerful. We talk about how to improve the intimacy and communication in your relationship, why settling down isn't so much about slowing down, but it's about breaking ground. What is survive your complex? We go into that. How to craft your own story, how to journal, We also explore the inner and outer circle of relationships. And what are the five needs of your partner? Quality time versus proximity time. And how to be disciplined so that you get rid of the distractions blocking you from your 2020 goals. If that's not enough, we also explore the holy trinity of your relationships, which is work, self-care, and your spouse. And also why working in isolation is slowing you down. There's a quote that says, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go further, travel with someone else. And we also throw in a little nugget for you. Anthony sets his alarm to do a certain thing. And I want you to listen in for that because it's something that I feel like is going to change and transform how you set alarm, how you wake up in the morning, and how you go to bed at night. So let's get into it. Welcome to another episode of Before You Kill Yourself with Leo Flowers, and I'm with Anthony Childs, right? That is correct. Not yes. with a D at the end, it's, it's L-E. That is correct. S. L-E-S. Um, I'm jealous, One, first of all, because you've tr- done a lot of traveling. Yeah. Have you been to all seven yeah. continents? I've not, no. How many? Because um, I know you're a military kid. Technically, I've only been to, to two continents. Oh, I'm not jealous at all then. I thought nah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I spent a lot. I mean, I've been all over Europe, though. So yeah. I've been pretty thoroughly through Europe. And I've traveled a lot of America, which was a, a goal of mine because I spent so much time in Europe as a kid. Right, right. As an adult, I, I hit up a lot of states. I don't know how many. I haven't kept track, though. America, traveling tour in America is underrated. Uh, Very much. Because my personal goal is I, I want to go to all seven continents. Okay. But there is so much beauty here in America that I know I personally take for granted. And when I talk to people who have come here from other countries, they remind me of how beautiful America is. Right. The mountains... The lakes, the the skiing, the hiking, right. the it's just we have everything here. It's incredible. I'm, I think people forget just how large this country America. is. Right, right. And I also think people forget just how diverse. Just because we speak the same languages, I mean, we we have um, accents are different, food is different, culture is different, fashion is different. Living in Texas versus living in California versus living in Ohio. Georgia, you know, New Orleans, New Orleans. I haven't even been to New, New Orleans, Orleans is but what, I don't, what are they saying? <laughs> what are they saying? What? Right. Slow down. Exactly. That Boston <laughs> accent. I'm not even going to try Come it. Come on. That, Come that on. Boston. When, you know, it's a shame because as Americans, we get made fun of for not traveling to other countries. And, but it's takes so much to explore America. Yeah. Every state is a different country. 
It is. And you have to be there for a while to understand the culture of New Orleans, the right. history. You go to Georgia and the Savannas, the Florida with the um, – oh, let me take these. Uh, um, you talk about the Appalachian Mountains. <laughs> exactly. You know? Uh, Montana, the bison, the, the 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 variety of animals and plant life, and it, it's come on, yeah, it's a lifetime. It, it was a it was a good move on the colonizers' part. This is a good grab. It was right. I mean, it, it cost a lot of people some right. heartache, but right. Uh, right, right. It was a good grab, though. It, it was, was a good grab. Good grab. You know, shout out to the Louisiana sh- Purchase. Shout out, <laughs> yo, to the Pilgrims and the Carnage. Hey, to the Civil War. This was something to fight over. This was something to fight it was. over. It was. It uh, was. You know, you wonder about how much energy and time and resource it took to get it, and you know why? Because it was it's plentiful. It's it's plentiful. it's like that. You know, when you you know when you watch. Uh, remember that movie Scarface? Yes. And as soon as your boy saw a girl, he was like, "Oh, I'm gonna have to build an empire to right. get you. Exactly. I'm gonna ha- some people are gonna have to die. Exactly. I'm gonna have to do some things. Exactly. And that's exactly what America is. I forget her name in Scarface. Say hello to oh, my man. I can't remember her name. Oh her my! God. But what was her name in real life? I don't remember her name in real life. Anyway, yeah, I don't even know. I'm here with actor, author. What what are the slash marks you got? Uh, I like engineer. I mean, I studied it for five years, so I got a shout out to Missouri University of Science and Technology. Not too many people shout that out. <laughs> right. Nobody, not too many people um, shout out Missouri, Not too many people shout out Missouri, but <laughs> I got to give it love. Gotta give a lot it love. of subcultures yeah, chiming yeah. in with America. Um, um, so engineer, I mean, right now the most important thing for me is husband. Wow. I just got married just over a year ago. And Congratulations. That is a life-changing, a life-enhancing event for me. So, um, I don't know, engineer, husband. Life-changing how? Because people will say when you get married, it's settling down. Mm-hmm. But when I talk to married people, they sound unsettled. They sound like they got a million things going on. It sounds like, it's the, like it's, being single is settling down. That's that's when things are calm. You don't have obligations. Right. You don't have your wife telling you to right. take out the trash. You don't have the kids waking you up and the, and the right. dogs running in. Exactly. It's the exact opposite. I think if if it's done right, and I, I mean, I'm super grateful that I, I did it right and I waited um, because we're such a good match. It's growth. It's constant and consistent growth with somebody else holding you accountable. Mm. And I think that is what makes, for me, that's what makes marriage so gratifying and so enhancing. You married a life coach. (laughs) 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 What what it is, it's just that compliment, right? Like, you know, one of the things that we did right, which was a big recommendation to everybody, we talked, we communicated just uh, so much in the beginning. I'm talking about from the time we started dating, Nothing was off the table. Politics, religion, kids, how to raise your kids, money, fears about money, uh, what you want to do with your career, what you don't want to do with your career, where do you want to live, you know, what, what, what was it like growing up, what were your parents like, what were your siblings like, how right. many cousins you have, everything was on the table, right? And so 
we knew from you know month two where we agreed, where we disagreed. And then from there, it was just learning, you know what, this is who you are. I accept that. But in areas where you can be better, I will press you to be better. And so for me, like I can only speak for myself, um, like being emotionally, uh, like being able to communicate my emotions. I'm an introvert. I default into self-reflection. I um, am an agreeable person, so I shy away from conflict. So I might have an emotional experience, but I'll just keep it in. My wife would be like, mm -mm, what are you feeling right now? Because she is super high on her, uh, on her path. Like, she's just empathetic to a level of, I can just have the most subtle face. She's like, what you doing? I'm like, what? I, I don't even know a lot of times. But being in relationship with her, it expands my ability to, uh, to be emotionally intelligent and self-aware and then to be able to communicate it. So now I'm better because of it, you know. Um, yeah, so I just, I'm, I, I, I just think if you do it right, it just it enhances your, your life in so many ways. And it's not settling down because the, the idea, it sounds like what you're saying is the idea is that you're finding somebody to not settle down with, but to build to a build. future with. Yeah. Right. Yeah. To break ground with, not settle down, break Absolutely. ground. And then, you know, let's, let's be real practical about it, right? So I was single, living in L.A. She's single, living in L.A., an apartment, just getting by. Now we got two incomes. Now we got two, you know, sources of of uh, investing, you know, I, I can help her. She's a singer as well as a as an elementary school teacher. Um, and so, like, this, this is a good example right now. It's the holiday season. She, she sings in a couple gospel groups, so she's doing a lot of church events and things. Hey, go out, you know, take all the events you want to. I'll hold her down at the house. I'll make sure, you know, the bills are paid. I'll make sure the, cl the clothes are washed, the, the dishes are washed. I can support her as she's going out in her endeavors, vice versa. You know, let's say it's a busy season for me. She can hold down the house while I'm out. It it just allows you to, you know, when when two people are in agreement and moving in the right direction or in the same direction, it's it's better than one. And and you and you trust that you're moving in the same direction because yeah. like you said, you've had the 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 everything was on the table. Right. All the fears, all the now and and you don't have to share this, but w was there something that came up for you that you didn't realize was there for you, in terms of a fear, a hope, <laughs> a wish, uh, My, an angst? The the one that I, I had a I had a uh, a savior complex that actually came up during our our premarital counseling, and it it, it reared itself. And what I mean by that is. Um, Remember the, the Captain Save a Ho yep. phrase? Yep. Back That's exactly what I was thinking. Now, yeah. Okay. 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 I just, yeah, I just right. wanted to make okay. sure. <laughs> the, the official term, right. the psychological term is a savior complex. Yes. <laughs> we know it as Captain Save a Ho. And so, you know, it was interesting because very early on in the relationship, I still approached it as she was somebody who I needed to support, mentor, teach, and not as an equal. And like she was very defensive against that, and I would be like, "What's well?" Like I would be taken aback when the truth was, and something that she, you know, pressed out of me and helped me discover was that I would gravitate towards people who I felt 
I could say from their circumstance. But then when I found somebody who was my equal, I no longer had to do that. It was a burden I never had to carry in again. You know, I don't have to worry that, oh, let me teach this person. Oh, let me get this person up. It was it's refreshing to have somebody who was actually right there with you, step for step. Right, right. Not somebody you're carrying. Yeah. Um, that was a big one for me. That was a really big one for me because it just let go of a lot of anxiety about being in a relationship because mm-hmm. I thought I always had to be that, you know, basically a second daddy in a sense, which is just awkward in itself when you when I look back at it. Um, yeah. And did you, so did you, did you grow up with that? Did it was there? It, cause I, cause a part of me, I recognize a part of that in myself also. Yeah. I, I'm similar to you, you know, introvert, reflective, uh, I'm slow to say things. Mm-hmm. Um, but also have this need to, I gravitate towards people who I feel like need me, uh, uh, emotionally like that that's where I, I i feel value where i feel valued mm. it's like oh i i i can fix i can i can help you with that yeah. you know and so yeah. that's where i want to go and then it's true if i when i've dated women who i feel like i can't be of service i mean it's it's right, right. It, we go i can't be of service i go well we're not gonna we're right. not gonna <laughs> work out because <laughs> we're just two people doing two it's like I you know so I I understand what you're exactly what you're saying, um, but to me that came from my dad not being around and uh, and feeling like and knowing that my mom needed help in the house, and so always being aware of what needed to be done in the house. I have a younger sister. What does my sister need? What does my mom need? What does the house need? Yeah. And then it's what what do I need? And so right. uh, I'm not at that age where I'm like, oh, I don't, I'm trying, I'm discovering, I'm rediscovering my needs. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because I've been so attentive to other people's needs. Yeah. Was that a similar backstory for you? Actually, it would be the opposite. And I feel like my, my great mom, great dad, uh, they've been together 39, hold on, 33. So I guess 38 years now. Um, my older brother is a great older brother. I feel like for me, it was just growing up in a house of of ownership, where that was the principle of the house. Like whatever you do, you 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 know you take ownership of it. You do it to the best of your abilities. Right. Um. So I think it was me taking that idea and just uh being misguided about it in relationship. So I saw a great example in the house of you know. And this is one thing you learn when you see people who are together for a long time. They are not perfect by any means. It's a very difficult thing to stay together for a long time. It takes a lot of work. And so I felt like for me it was like, oh, I actually was one of the, you know, it's actually uncommon to have a two-parent household where it's a healthy relationship. As I got older, I saw that I was running into a lot of people a lot of women who didn't have that. And so I was like, oh, let me show you what I know. You know, it was like, one. hey, I, I actually, I had a good, I got a good older brother. I got a good family. Let me, let me show you how to do it. Let me show you how, how it should be done. And really that's not, that's not my role as a, as a partner. You know, we should be crafting our own story, which is something I learned, um, you know, as I, as my wife and I started to go through premarital counseling, we were talking about, you know, no matter what story you came from, you should be crafting your own story. The two of you are creating a new, 
a new tale. And that's the focus, not, oh, let me show you how we did it in my house. Let me show you how we did it in my house. Or let wow. me take the baggage from my past and right. and throw it on top of right. where we're going. Right. It's like, no, we're, we're creating something new. So I had to, yeah, to answer your question, it was the opposite. It was coming from a good example. I wanted to show women like, hey, this is, let me let me show you what, what it could be. And then I just, uh, I attracted to women who were anxious and women who, were, and then also being a giver, women who are takers, right? Like right. it's a natural right. attraction. Right. Somebody right. likes to take, somebody likes to give. It's an unhealthy attraction, but it, it happens. It, man, it, it's you're 39. You said no, I'm uh, I'm 33. 33. I'm 34 in January. Oh, man, the level of awareness that you have that I'm 43. I did not have all that awareness at the age of of 33, and and neither did I have the. Uh, was I proactive enough to think that uh, to realize the importance of not just premarital counseling, mm-hmm. but just uh, going to couples therapy? Yeah. Period. Yeah. And 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 talking. I grew up in a household where you didn't talk. <laughs> right. Nobody. You, you, what? You ain't got nothing to say. Yeah. You know. Um, and so to to so to come from a household where. Uh, or to, to to hear you talk about how you two put it all out there on a the table, uh, was there something that sh- that she brought up that scared you, or that you were like, "Oh, I don't know if I can handle that." Mm. I, that took you me, aback. You were like, "Whoa!" I I feel like my instincts say it was just her. It almost sounds cheesy in a way, but it was just her um, her level of, of certainty about things. She's a very just, I, I don't say she's black and white. She's very lenient. Like, she, she's very empathetic, but when she knows something, she's, she's like, this is it. Mm-hmm. She has very strong values. Very strong will. Yeah. Very strong will. Mm-hmm. <laughs> very strong will. And very strong principle. And... For me, I'm 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 a maybe type of person. Like I'm just a I'm very much an artist <laughs> in that way. Like you know, maybe. Yeah, yeah, we'll yeah, see. I mean, we'll, yeah. we'll check it out. You know, yeah, see. Let's go to this place to yeah. eat. <laughs> maybe we go somewhere else. <laughs> maybe we can. But when she says something, like that's it. Like right. I said it. It's, it's, just why stone. Why are you asking right. me again? Right, right. That was that was a at, at first that was a little it was a little tough for me because I was you know especially when I came out here. Started like dating in LA, and everyone's an artist that I was dating, and you know we're all kind of free spirited and flexible. You know she's a teacher, she's a second grade teacher. She's yeah. like, no, there's no maybe. Right. This is how you say your ABCs. <laughs> this is how you spell that word, the, and and she brings that type of mindset to you know our relationship where it's like, no, I, I said it, I've thought about it, I'm honest about it. This right. is what I want, and that was that was it was tough for me at first to just be like, oh. Okay, and I'm still, not at first, I'm still learning, like, okay, <laughs> this is what she wants, this is what she needs, mm-hmm. she's saying it, let me let me move toward that. Um, yeah, that was probably the Here's, the you know, because uh, I've dated, my, my girl right now is like that, she's mm-hmm. very definitive, yeah. but, um, but what I've learned to get good at is uh, expressing my thought process. So beforehand, 
I used to just be like, I don't know, maybe we'll see. And now I'm like, well, here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking let's do this because of that. And I'm thinking let's do that because of this. Yeah. And then also I'm thinking let's do that because of this. And then once I put I put all my thought processes on the table, I'm like, I'm comfortable with any of these. What do you think? Because I, I know she's going to pick one. Or if she goes, it doesn't matter to me, that's when I pick one. I don't, I don't do the back and forth. Mm-hmm. But I am very good at, I've gotten better at saying, what are the options I'm exploring or what are the thoughts that I'm having? And then being free, being open to her feedback and then... Yeah, you know, I'm taking that. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it's 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 such a power. Yeah, because as a as a man, you feel like we're supposed to be the ones who make the decisions, and we should know. And this is this is what it is. And you know, you you follow me. Um, But you know, it's 2019, (laughs) and 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 some women are making more money than us uh, gentlemen out here. And um, facts. And so there's, you know, we're we're really the first generation of not just men, but of couples Mm -hmm. that actually have to have a dialogue with each other. Right. Historically, a a woman, quote unquote, knew her place. A man knew his place. Every all the roles were defined. Right. You're you're if you were a Catholic, this is what a Catholic did. You know, if you if you were black, this is what like it was. And I was gonna say, as black men, especially, yeah, as especially like are, as a defense mechanism, you are raised to not be emotional, vulnerable, because it could truly cost you absolutely, your life. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, if you, you 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 let your emotions fly off on the wrong person, it could literally cost you. Your absolutely, life. and so. Learning and just like you said, just being in this generation where not only can you be, I still think you got to be a little cautious outside the house, but you could be a little more open and vulnerable inside the house, you know? Absolutely. Like our grandfathers would come home and they just had to bottle in all that racism and hate and everything they felt. And a lot of them did it very unhealthily. Right. You know, right. they either went to other women and just to have that release or they went to the bottle or... Or to the know, couch, you know, just sitting on the couch and, right. and, so and just, TV and drinking and... Yeah. yeah. And, and for good reason, right? Absolutely. Because it wasn't, quote unquote, acceptable to to be vulnerable, to express yourself. So, yeah, a lot of... This is just a learning process for me, for you, just mm-hmm. to be, yo, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a black man. I'm strong. I'm secure. I'm a provider. And I am honest and vulnerable. And I share my thoughts and my feelings. Right. It, it, it's, it's a learning experience. And, it really is. And, then, and, 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 and what's fascinating is as, as you talk to more men, you realize how how many of them sh- wanted to be more honest and vulnerable and right. share their emotions right. and haven't found, don't have the tools, haven't, you know, let it, studied the skills, right. didn't, you know, didn't grow up in a two-parent home. Exactly. C- maybe can't afford going to counseling and, and, and learning those tools. Or even it's like, even if you want to go to counseling, maybe she doesn't want to go to counseling. Yeah. And so then what do you do, you right. know? Because uh, so just the stigma behind, you know, just counseling and the idea right. of of being mentally healthy, you know, just to 
just mental wellness in general. Not like, oh, I'm mentally ill and I need help, but just, hey, if I'm a healthy person, I should take steps to make sure my mind maintains its healthy status. Absolutely. That's not a thought process that most people are taught. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, uh, yeah, it's, and I, I feel like it's always been acceptable for women to have release, you know, to cry, to, you know, get get their emotions That's out. why they live to, longer to than journal. us. To journal. Yeah. 100%. Yo. I 100%. <laughs> I was thinking about that recently. I was like, women live longer because they let all that stuff out. Yeah. They let it, I think Bill Burr, a, a recent stand, his last stand right, up, he was right. talking about. He's like, yeah, let's keep putting yeah, that on yeah. that shelf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what made me think about it. It's like, that's what's killing us. The, it's literally <laughs> killing men because we are, you know, for they've always been journaling. They've always been they, having they, they their got, girlfriends. They got pictures. They got yeah. photos. They, they, they like to rehash their... Exactly. their Oh my God! Remember 2016? I used to be like, "That's so corny," and now as I'm getting older, I'm like, "Oh, that's important." Yes, it's important to go <laughs> back healthy. and look at your not. Don't do the Facebook history because no. Facebook be bringing up stuff. You do you you uh-uh. would have tried to etch out. <laughs> you can't you can't cross out Facebook. They right. trying to trigger you. Um, but I, and it's funny. I just uh, I just ordered a new journal. My new journal just came in the mail today. Okay, uh, it's leather bound. Oh yeah, nice. it's got the it's got the uh, the um, the, stra- the, r- the strap around it. It's got these old pages in there. I can't wait to I can't wait to get in is, there. Is it a moleskin? Is it's it? a yeah. It's called a, uh, I think a Moorpark. Okay, I think it's one of Amazon's uh, best sellers. Gotcha. It's just thick leather bound. I can't wait to to fill up the pages. Because yeah. it it really it it allows you to coach yourself. It does, right? It does. You, you journal. I do. I how do. do you How do you it's, journal? So I have a. Uh, uh, my process is I start with gratitude. So um, one thing I wish I, I don't wish. One thing I will be intentional about is just being more consistent with it. But uh, it. Regularly, within a week, a couple times a week, I'll sit down and I'll start with gratitude. I was like, I'm grateful for, you know, I'm grateful for whatever, whatever comes to mind. My house, I'm grateful for my clothes, my wife, you know, my fingers working. I'm grateful for my feet. (laughs) Those little things. I'm really big about just really trying to find the most obscure things to be grateful for. I can blink. Come on. You don't think about it, right, until, you know. There are people right now who have, you know, bags attached to their body because they can't get any waste out, you know. I'm grateful I could take a poop this morning. (laughs) It sounds silly, but it doesn't sound silly until you're one of those people who, you know. I I knew a friend, she had Crohn's disease in her intestines sealed shut from the inflammation, right? That is something that I'm grateful for that I can just a bowel not movement. eat yeah. <laughs> and where like I could eat and not worry about it getting stuck inside of my system. Wow. You know, there and and I'm all yeah, so that's like where I start. It's like I'm grateful for, you know just, grateful for you know, just, everything. Wow. Everything. So I, I start there and then for me, after just maybe four or five things of just of gratitude, I just go into uh, a little bit of just kind of a reflection. I'm more, I'm more of a past, present, future, reflective type of person. So I'm just like, you know, this is what's happening today. 
this is kind of like how I felt about it. This is where I am. You know, this is what I'm looking forward to type of mm-hmm. type of journaler. So it's like, you mm-hmm. know, today, if I was just like writing a journal post for today, you know, today I experienced a little bit of like hesitation about going to work. I uh, didn't really want to, didn't really have the motivation. The will wasn't there. Um, you know, grateful. I had a chance to talk to my wife. We kind of encouraged one another. I'm looking forward to, you know, the podcast. So this is what I can do differently. And yeah, you know, I was grateful I got to talk to, to Leo. And and then, you know, man, I can't wait until whatever whatever's next. So that's how that's kind of my re- reflective processes. And then also just kind of coaching myself in that process, like you were mentioning, just going, okay, um, why was I, you know, why didn't I feel motivated? You know, what is missing in, in my thought process in my life? Um, why am I, wh- wh- whatever, just like ask, asking those questions in writing, like what, blank, 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 why, blank, 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 how can I, dot, dot, dot. So, you know, t- two things that are that are uh, very poignant and w- what you're saying is one i love the the things you're looking forward to in the future because that 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 gives us hope and it gives us motivation it gives you yeah. a reason to get out of bed sometimes we go through our day and we forget about the things we're looking for like that new bad boys movie with will smith and, and mark yes. lawrence come on i yes. like i know it's a small thing but mm-hmm. Bad was it? Bad Boys for Life? Is that gonna be the third one? Um, oh my God! I'm I'm I'm. If I could buy my ticket, I think I could buy my ticket right now. I'm buying the ticket. Oh yeah. But um, that's gonna be classic. It's gonna be classic, classic. right? Uh, and but the other thing you talked about was asking yourself questions, uh, that especially how questions, because uh, what research shows is that the why questions make us defensive. Mm. So if you say to someone, you know, why are you late? It's like, defend yourself, right? That makes sense. Right? Versus, uh, is there a time that we need to set in the future that would allow us to both, you know, it would be comfortable for both of us. Right. You know what I mean? Or how can we work through this? Versus, why did you do that? It's like, how do we come together? How do we bridge the gap? Because then... You're asking for collaboration, and you're you're asking for uh, solutions versus yeah. uh, a person. Def- and you're also thinking about the future when you're right. asking these how questions, right? right? Versus asking about something you did in the past and defending that. The how questions really uh, are more inviting than the why questions. And so you'll find that when you ask yourself why questions like, um, and and I and this was I have a podcast episode with uh, Carmen Margaziotis, okay, and she was saying like a lot of single women and will say why am I single? Mm. Well, when you ask yourself why You're am I single? Defending yeah, yourself. the universe is going to answer that question. It, here, well, here's why you're single. Yeah, and you're not going to like any of those answers. It's only going to make you feel worse. Versus if you say how can I connect with people more? How can I connect uh, or go deeper into the relationship that I have now? Or, mm-hmm. you know, how can I expand my relationships, et cetera, et cetera? Then your subconscious and your brain starts thinking in that realm, you yeah. know? I think, um, 
I think I have an advantage by being a uh, student of, of engineering, like taking that pathway, because you are, by force, <laughs> um, your, your brain is wired to solve problems, right? You're, you don't have the luxury of saying, you know, sitting there and like if you're a philosophy major thinking about why, it's just how could I make this work? How, I'm a civil engineer, how do I make this building stand up? Mm-hmm. I don't care about the why. <laughs> it's just, and nobody else does either. It's like, right. I, I, is it going to stand? Is it not? How do I make it stand up? How do I solve this problem? How do I get to the end of this calculus problem, this physics problem? Like doing that repetition over and over. It wires your brain to, like, so my wife always, she she always gets on me about it. She's like, you just don't give up on problems. It's like, no, like if it's a problem. There's a solution. There's a solution. Absolutely. Like I have to find it. How do I find the solution? Mm-hmm. And then I carry that into my, my personal life and my relationships. It's not, I don't, the why? Yeah, yeah it's a value. But how? Like, how do we get there? Like, how do we, how do we solve this problem? How do we unpack that? Yeah. The, uh, what were, because going back a little bit, you talked about going to premarital counseling. Correct. What were some of the takeaways from that? What were some of the things that, uh, some of the lessons, skills, tactics, or like, what were? Uh, the one that was my favorite was the inner circle, outer circle. And you alluded to that when you're talking about your relationship, how you lay out the options. And if your uh, if your girlfriend says, you know, it doesn't really matter. So the inner circle, outer circle concept was, let's say you have something that is in conflict or in disagreement. If it's something in the outer circle, that means you should be willing to compromise. If it's in the inner circle, that means you shouldn't compromise. For example, uh, um, inner circle for me is... I want to have children. It's an inner circle for my wife. So there was no compromise on that thing. Mm. Inner circle for me, or outer circle for me is, I like Hawaiian pizza. Inner circle for my wife, she doesn't like Hawaiian pizza. We don't order Hawaiian pizza. It's not that important to me. I know it's important that she doesn't put that in her mouth. But so for me, I'm like, okay. Let's get pepperoni and sausage. That's fine. Because it's, it's not a big deal for me, but it's something that she doesn't like. You know, um, you want to make sure your inner circle things are in alignment, obviously. You know, a uh, big inner circle for me, um, like saving money. Like, that's huge for me. Like, I hate the idea of, like, not having a safety net. Uh, that was also a big inner circle for her. So a lot of our inner circle stuff lined up. But then you'll discover there are certain things that are inner circle, outer circle, and... That just comes through conversation. It's a good tool, too. So it's like, uh, hey, babe, like I really want to go on this vacation. Um, it's a, it's a, I, I want to go to, to I, wa- I want to go, let's say, to Montana. But it's an outer circle thing to me, right? And then she's like, you know what? I've always wanted to go on a cruise. It's something that's always been. It's an inner circle thing for me to go to Mexico on a cruise. So then you go, well, if for me this is an outer circle thing, this isn't something that's really important, I have an opinion on it. It's not a super important, but if it's super important to you, I'll compromise. Or maybe both of you are on outer circle and then you just flip a coin, you know? So that that was probably just the 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 single tactic that had the most value, I would say, is the inner circle, outer circle concept. Uh, wow. You know, 
and, and that's valuable because I'm thinking about how my girl is talking about us making a vision board, mm. and I realize, uh, you know, that's that's valuable to to because then it allows you to see what each other's visions are. But I also love the idea of having an inner circle, outer circle board, Visual, so visually that, that would be visually right. see, and 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 also you know to make it more interesting to have it so because sometimes what's an inner circle to you today may not be that exactly. six months, three years, five years from now. So to to have that ability to move something from the inner to the outer, outer to inner, and then have that discussion, right? Because uh, what I found in um, just through the literature and talking to people is, mm-hmm. you know, you get into we get into these relationships and we don't allow each other to change and grow. Right. You know, the hope, like you said in the beginning, the whole purpose is growth. But what we're really saying, as long as you grow in the direction that I want you to, <laughs> you know, what do you, you know, what is that? Who are, who are you? You're not the person I married. You, sh- I sh- you shouldn't be the person. No, I married. Not at all. Not not three years. Not five years. Not you should be. I should, you know, if you're that same person I married, then no wonder the passion has gone out the relationship, right. because we're not renewing. We're a swamp instead of a, a river. Right. And that's the um, one of the things I, I another added value to the inner circle and outer circle is having that conversation with yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, because a lot of times we could communicate something, and yeah, we have an opinion, but do we really think? Is this like the, the my core value, unmovable <laughs> opinion about this thing? Because it may come off as that, right? Like Absolutely. as you communicate it, someone may think like, oh, well, he said it, so that must be really important. But being able to know for yourself like, oh, uh, yeah, I mean, it's important, but not really. Or just to be honest and say, because it could go the other way, where it's like, oh, well, you said it. I didn't know it was that important. Like, no, like, this is... Uh, right. This is there's there's no there's no move. Uh, yeah, right. This is yeah. it. it. You know, uh, to tie into that, one of the things, um, there's sometimes I'll... Uh, I, the other day, I, I asked my girl, I said, uh, what are your, your five needs? Mm. I read this book, uh, The Truth About Men, by Megan Good's husband. I forget his name. Uh, that's gonna uh, that's gonna eat me up. Pastor, yeah. Um, uh, he's a pastor. Uh, De- I think Devin something or Devon Franklin. Devon Franklin. Yes. And Devon Franklin was saying how it's very important that you know the five needs of your partner, and so that you're you can have a communication about how you're addressing those needs, and that you're aware of the needs that that they need met. And so when I I sent her the question. Not even being really aware of what my needs are. Yeah, I, even, I actually yeah. grew. I was like, "What do what do people need?" <laughs> right. <laughs> I was like, "I don't know," you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, I so saw I found some stuff online. I was like, "Ah, that that makes sense." So I kind of reworded some stuff and and sent her my five needs, and she sent me a very thoughtful, insightful, well worded list of her five needs. Mm-hmm. But when I sent her that request, I also said. You don't have to answer this right now. Like, you know, take a day, take a few days. Yeah. And and also know that you could, whatever you send me, you can change. Yeah. Because I think a lot of times when, when we ask each other questions, we feel a need to uh, be certain. 
Right. And like, this is the answer. And, and so sometimes that's why we don't respond versus, so I like to give her that like, hey, I understand this takes thought and this takes time. And I, I'm, I don't want to, you know, I don't know what she's doing when I, send her to, when I send her the text. Yeah. So I'm always like, take a few days to respond to this. No, if you want to change it, I understand that, blah, blah, blah. And uh, but no, she she <laughs> within like an hour, pa, 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 bang. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, so it, it you know it's kind of like your inner circle, outer circle thing. But but really getting to, uh, w- you know, there's that book, the five love languages. Yeah, I was gonna mention that. That was like my number two. Oh really? Premarital counseling. What yeah. do you mean? The five love languages. For those who aren't aware, uh, basically there are five ways that we all communicate. Uh, receive and give love, right? Mm-hmm. And so thoughts of, uh, I mean, words of affirmation, physical touch, gift giving, acts of service, and what is the fifth? Oh, man. It just hit me. Hold on. I hit that brain fart. Acts of service. What are what are the five love languages? Do you guys know? That's, uh, your, that's your test right there. Physical touch. Gift giving. Five love languages are. What's the fifth one? Words of affirmation, acts of service, receiving gifts, quality. quality Of course, as guys, we don't. We don't. And you know what's funny? That's my wife's number one. Oh, she ain't gonna listen to this podcast. She is not gonna know about this one, babe. Did you record? Mm -mm. No, I ain't. I missed it. I missed it. The one, <laughs> the one that's literally her number one, number one. That's like every woman's number one. Quality <laughs> time. That's so funny that I forgot, because that was the point I was gonna make. Is that, <laughs> is that knowing that was hilarious. Super important. Yeah. She needs quality time. My wife needs it, and I know that. I know that with my being. But yeah, and. She needs quality time. It's not a it's not a compromisable thing for her. Um, I need words of affirmation. Okay, you know, I we communicated that to each other from the beginning, and so it at no point is it you know is it uh, obscure. Like so, if she's saying to me, "Hey, I haven't seen you in a while." I know what that means. You know, it's not right. like, oh, you be all right. <laughs> right. Yeah, no. no, no, she's not going to be all right because no, that's be her right. number one. That's her number one. Yeah, number yeah. One. So, she needs um, those, those supplements. Yes, that that is that was the that was probably the second most valuable thing from premarital counseling kind of circling back to that conversation. Now, because the conversation I had with my girl is because, you know, her number one is quality time. And I was like, yeah, all right. But w- what I've also learned to get good at in relationships is having them define terms mm-hmm. because quality time to me, I'm just thinking time. Cause see women think quality time, right. men think time proximity together. Time. Right. I call it proximity time. Proximity time. Correct. It's like, yeah, you was in a room. I was yeah. in a room. That's quality time. Like I was, no. I was watching the game. He was doing dishes. No. That's that counts. Right. Nah, not at all. Right. <laughs> What, what so what what do women mean when they say they want what is quality time? What does that mean? It is attention. I feel like that is that is the 
that is the word, like to just put in your heart and meditate on is where's your attention? Mm. And I, I feel like in every aspect of your life, uh, in your relationships and everything, just to be mindful of like, where's my attention truly? If I'm spending quality time, you know, right now I'm paying attention to you. Right. Paying attention to the words you're saying, mm-hmm. paying attention to the, your facial expressions, mm-hmm. your, your your body language. Mm-hmm. I am receiving whatever you're communicating mm-hmm. so that I can be a um, you know a responsive and somebody who is is communicating and, and reacting and, and I could be available and, and present. Right, right, absolutely. Present. Right. I think quality time is just another way of saying giving attention to. Put the phones down. Put the phone. Put yes. your fo- put, put your down. iPads down. Why people? are you on Facebook right now? Put Why you- aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. Stay on Facebook. Stay streaming. <laughs> but take the time and be intentional about yeah. just be intentional about giving attention to the people you're with. Mm. I feel like in every aspect, if you go to work and you really pay attention to what you're doing or who you're working for, if you have clients, if you're serving, most of us work in service jobs, some of us work in labor. If you really, if you're digging a ditch and you're really paying attention to where the shovel is, is hitting and and where the soil is going, you're going to be a better worker than the person who's not. If you're really paying attention to your clients or you're doing stand-up, paying attention to the audience, it's going to make you better. Mm. I think quality time is being like, you know what? I'm busy. Most people are. But I'm going to give you that hour of let's talk. You know, a lot of a lot of days it's just me coming home and we'll just sit there on that couch and just what happened today? Hmm. Oh, she said that man, them kids are crazy. You know, right, just right, really, right, 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 really being being attention. friends. Yeah, right, right. It, yeah. It's not it's, there's no agenda. There's no. No, right, right, that, right. That's quality time. Right. It's just like I want to know what what's inside of you. You wow. know, I want to know your feelings and your right, thoughts right. and your ideas and your opinions. And mm-hmm. I, that is so important. And because I I could be okay with proximity time, and that's why I know about. I actually knew about the five love languages from a. I read it like in high school, and so yeah. I didn't I realize like, it was that old. Pretty. Yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was just released like two days ago or something <laughs> like that. It was just and so like I've I've carried it with me for a while, which was very helpful because I already knew. I was like, I'm good with proximity time. Like I could just be, you know, sitting in a corner, doing my own thing, not paying any attention right. to somebody else. But right. if we're in the same room, I feed off of that. That's enough for me. Mm-hmm. Not enough for my wife. No, no. She needs eye contact. She needs eye contact. She needs. She needs. She needs me to respond to absolutely, what she's saying. Absolutely. She needs to be to share an opinion when she asks right. for it. <laughs> you you got to double down on it. Well, she said that. Right. 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 Exactly. She crazy. Yeah. Man, that's all of that. She, she crazy. Yeah. <laughs> she wild. I, attention. I, attention. 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 I can't. I, the the older I get, the more I I've, I just I focus on that word and what it really means, and that's. You know. It's everything. We're in such a culture of uh, do, 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 go, go, go. Right. And, uh, like, my girl lives a distance away, like two hours away. And so I told her, I was like, you know, you could call me, and I'm good if you just set up the camera. 
and I just watch you go about doing what you're doing. I just yeah. I just want to watch you sometimes, you yeah. know. And I'm doing what I'm doing, and and there's something about that that makes you feel connected and inspired. Right. And I thought I was crazy, but I talked to uh, uh, I had a, a, a sex worker on a podcast. And she said that a lot of men will hire her. She doesn't have sex with any of the clients, but that men will hire her to uh, just watch her go about her day. Hmm. You're like, you know, at, at, at her house, though. But, like, you know, she's doing dishes. She's watching TV. They're not touching her. They're not, you know, they're just, they're just watching her. You know, she's on the phone. Going to the, like, whatever she's right. doing. They just want to be in a room right. and observe. They don't want to interact at all. They just want to watch right. and see what she does. And and it and and you know, in our, as our culture, it sounds creepy, but there's a connection of I just want to be in a space with you. Sometimes, yeah. as guys, that's, that's sometimes that's all we need. I just you know, nothing's being asked of me, right? And there's no pressure on me to do anything. And I was, that's what I was going to say, too. Though, What's right? that? So that's the transactional part of it, right? Is I'm really paying you so that I don't have to give anything in return. Like, I just want right. to watch you yep. because it doesn't cost me anything. Wow. A healthy, any healthy relationship has a, a cost. Absolutely. And a benefit. Mm. You mm. Know? It, it, it doesn't matter if it's just a plant. You know, it, it has to give up oxygen as it takes from the soil. You know, wow. it's just every, every right. nature There's is balanced exchange. in that way. There's Photosynthesis. an exchange. Exactly. Absolutely. There's a, you know, right. I have to take in this I, this air to breathe out. So there's there's always exchange. That's just part of the relationship of nature. And yeah. so a, a reason why I feel like our society is ill and a reflection of our society being ill, a lot of us being ill, is that we have these unhealthy balances and attention and focus and what we're giving, you know? Like, I'm following these people and I'm liking all this stuff or I'm trying to get attention on me, but I'm not really trying to give. Like, I'm not trying to serve or help or, mm. um, you know, like you're talking about- Most just of our like, energies in yeah, trying to get versus- yeah. right. We talk about a regular relationship where you're just like, I just want to come home, I just want to watch TV. I don't want to give you my attention. Wow. Even the way we express it, right? right. I give you my attention. I just want to get some free time. Yeah. I just want to get some space, you know? Can you give me some space? Can you give me some time to myself instead of going, hey, how can I give you your some attention today? What can I do for you to uh to make your day easier? That that mindset, it's a it's a mindset that isn't isn't common in our culture. And that's why I think a lot of us suffer. Because we don't have that, we don't have a servant's mind, you know. Uh, it, 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 yeah, it's like we 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 feel like, well, I went to work, I made money, I, I provided, I'm done, right. I'm done for the day. Right. I come home, I shouldn't have to do anything. Dish what? Kids? No. Nope. <laughs> what? Right. Shut down. That's what our our historically that's what pa- fathers have done. You know, yeah. parents have done. Come home, they shut down. Right. And and the and the wife is still working, but that doesn't that doesn't work anymore. It doesn't service, and there's no growth. In that, there's no ex- exploration of, um, of feelings. There's no intimacy. There's no connect. There's no sitting at the dinner table yeah. anymore. When I mean that that was the connection, really. If, you know, actually, yeah. I realized when painting the fathers is like kind of checking out. But really, 
the family, there was that every day you said, hey, what'd you, how was school? How was work? Yeah. It was a check-in every single day. Yeah. You knew at dinner time, you had to be home for dinner. Right. You had to wash your hands. We could all sit down. There was no television. That's off. Right. And nobody gets up until everybody's done. And then back then, you only had the television, right? <laughs> like, or the radio. Like So it wasn't right. like everyone had a phone or right. a tablet right. and everything. Right, 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 right. That's the, that's the problem with now. You have to be... You have to be disciplined about just getting rid of distractions, turning off the phone, the laptop, the TV, the tablet, so that you can give your attention to the people that matter. You know, it's it's hard. I love what he just said that you have to be that we have to be disciplined with getting rid of distractions. Yeah. I just canceled my Netflix oh. yesterday. Man, that's but of course Netflix doesn't big. cancel it immediately. <laughs> right they go right, well you still right. got five you still got days. The rest of your days and then of course by the time i get to that i'll be like wait y'all got what coming out oh damn no that's that's big that's uh big. yeah i canceled that and i canceled i had youtube tv and uh i would i would cancel my amazon prime but uh but you know it comes with that free shipping, that shipping so you is, get the movies the yeah. automatically with it um but yeah, I, I have I have enough distractions, and right. if I if I really was thinking about it, the between work, self care, mm-hmm. and my girl, that's that's enough. That's that's a holy trinity right there. Oh yeah, that's a lot. Yes, right to handle. <laughs> yeah, take care of me. Take care of work. Take care of Mark. I don't have th- this. This time for right distra- like that, right? And and not to say that there's there are wonderful documentaries and TV shows on these platforms, Netflix, Amazon, that can feed your brain, yeah. that allow for discussion. But I, what I realize is that I, I've been watching them alone, and it doesn't feed me the same way right. as when I'm watching it with her. Where the discipline part comes Absolutely. in. Absolutely. Can I wait? Can yeah, I yeah. can I wait until we watch it together? Can yeah. I can I schedule it, right? Yeah. Can I say, you know, wow. Sundays from three to six. That's my my yeah. my consumption time Absolutely. for documentaries, for whatever. Yeah. You know, just, that's what discipline is. It's a underrated word. <laughs> like people don't talk a lot about discipline anymore. People don't talk about sacrifice anymore. Right. But man, I grew up in that. Like my dad was a soldier. That's all. Like that's what you do. Like you, you sacrifice. You got discipline. You wake up at five o'clock. You run. You do push-ups. You do pull-ups. Your body hurts, but you do it every right, day. Right. You know that mindset is just ingrained in me. Just like, and and it's a struggle. And it's a struggle now because it's so distraction is so easily available. You know, like there was, I, I for me like one of the big things like I'm I've been working on this year like my. I guess if you want to call it this, a mantra for this year, but my focus for this year was intention, like being intentional. 2019 for me was about being intentional. And one of the things I discovered in that was, you know, I work work full time. I'm salaried, so sometimes I'm working 50, 60 hours a week. And my dream vision goal is to be a writer. Like That's what I, I strive for the most. And I write best in the morning. But what I was discovering is I'd wake up early, check Facebook, read the news, 
and be like, oh, well, I got 15 minutes of writing in. <laughs> Whereas um, I could have been getting an hour, hour and a half of writing done right. and if I just eliminated all the distraction. Yep. Like, that was a big, a, a big revelation for me this year. But that discipline in it, right? Just to, just to be disciplined about sitting at the table and be disciplined about what you watch and when you watch it and about yep. how much you watch. Just, mm-hmm. yeah. I, One of the books that helped me uh, on this journey of like canceling these different things was uh, the book called Power Versus Force. Mm. And in the book, he talks about how everything has a different uh, energy field. And he, okay. he rates things from like 100 to, to, I think, 900 or 800 or something like that. Okay. And he said, you know, these crime shows, Law and Order, CSI, they have a low vibrational frequency. They, they take energy from you. Mm. When you watch a, a documentary that feed, that's feeding your brain, that gives you energy. And I was like, he's absolutely right, because right. when I watch Law & Order SVU or any of the shows, I don't feel better afterwards. True. I don't, I'm don't. i not like, oh, man, I'm True. ready to get some <laughs> stuff done. I don't feel more connected to myself or to the people in my life. It doesn't inspire creativity. There, there's, And it, it gives me nothing to connect with other people about, because right. I'm, I'm not going to go talk to someone about, hey, I saw Law & Order. You know, this girl got raped on, you know, on her third. Like, right. that's, there's nothing in that show that you, you want to carry on the conversation. Exactly. But when you watch a documentary, though, all of a sudden you get these ideas. You want to tell people about it. You want to share it. It's expansive yeah. when you learn something and something is given to you, and then you want to give it to right. the world, you know? I and do. so... um that book, Power Versus Force, has made me more aware of what's taking energy from me mm-hmm. and what's giving me energy. And, and so as you start to, as you become more sensitive to it, you, you, it becomes easier to not give things up, but just to let things go, mm. you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it doesn't yeah. feel uh, forced or like, ah, it's yeah, just yeah. like... I just I just don't I just don't do that anymore. It's right. just not part of my. Right. I tried to watch uh, Law because that's a show. You know, it's been on like twenty two seasons. Yeah. I probably exactly. watched every season. Okay. Every episode, and I I was like, let me go back and and then uh, two minutes. I'm like, ugh, I just feel my stomach. Right. It's like I'm eating the wrong food. Right. You know. <laughs> you want something different. Yeah. You want something like different. it's not it's not feeding my soul anymore. You yeah. know, it's just like uh, you know, I'm from Chicago, Dunkin' Donuts. I grew up on those. <laughs> yeah. Man, man every you know, day. I grew up on Krispy Kreme, so Woo. Dunkin' never did it for me. Krispy Kreme is the truth. Though. See, Krispy doesn't do it for me because I didn't grow up on that. Yeah, but up. Dunkin' man. every and so they people protested and lobbied to get Dunkin' Donuts here to LA. I did not know that. So now I did there's not one. Know that. Yeah. So now there's one on Washington. And I, I was excited. I was like, oh yeah. And I go in and and I'm I'm looking around and I'm smelling the, the smells or the lack of smells. And I go, This is not this is not where I'm at anymore. Like not that I don't eat donuts anymore. I love it, but I've stepped my donut game up. It's a, it's you a know? different level. Yeah, I, my, my my donut comes in. 
in its own box. Wait. You know, it's, it's <laughs> got a ribbon on it. You know, it comes what? in a little donuts bag like, with a handle, you know. Like, I'm bougie with my Let's donuts. Let's talk about these donuts. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you going to get these Yo, hand wraps? So. <laughs> Egyptian cotton sheet donuts. Wait. Yo, there's a place on Abbott Kenny called, okay. I think it's called uh, Blue Star. Blue Star. Okay. And they only make so many donuts a day. And it's one of those, you know how like when you go into those fancy stores, you only got like three clothes on a rack? Right. They only make like six or five or six to seven different donuts. They tell you what donuts you're going yeah, to Yeah, already. Like you, there's a limited and, 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 and you, you can pick any one of these. They're going to be dope. You're going to love them. Right. And so you go in and you order the donut. And you, you really feel like you're ordering something. You know, it's not like it's not like a construction worker going in, getting a coffee and donuts. Right. This is, you know, like experience. he's stuffing it down his mouth. You know, this is one of those where you, where you when you get it and they and they place it in a box for you can you can smell it. You can smell all the yeah. all the scents, you know. You actually go, man, when when is a good time to eat this donut? You know, you, you think about like where you want to eat it, how you, you want to get like a little, get a little bib. You you you, you want to stick a little handkerchief in there, get a little knife. You want to put on a nice little plate, you know. I got you. You take your time. I'm yeah. sold. Yeah, I'm yeah, 100% yeah, yeah. Sold. Like with a cheap donut, you, you just one hand in the yeah. mouth. This one, no, no, no. There's a there's a un, unfold. There's a there's a ritual. There's a there's an unfolding. There's a there's a pride. Like you get you get on an elevator. You know, you hold it up a little high. You want people to know you got a blue star donut. You know what I'm saying? You're like, oh yeah, you you want what's in this? Like it's almost like a Rolex. You know, I'm showing right. it off like it's a Patek Philippe. You know, I just got my donut. I, gotta, I put I, it down. I have to. T- listen, I have to now. When when you step your game up with donuts, <laughs> you you can't go back to a Dunkin' Donuts. You can't go back to Krispy Kreme. Because now, now you realize what you've been missing out on. Because I, I, I personal train too, and I tell my clients, if you're gonna if you're gonna get uh, uh, a pastry, if you're gonna get a, if you're gonna eat ice cream, eat the best ice cream. Yeah. If you're gonna eat a donut. Get the get the like get dressed up. Right. Put a, put a tuxedo on. I get that. Yeah, yeah. The, you, get the kids in the car. You know you're gonna have that treat. Yeah. Make it valuable. Yeah. Make it valuable. Make it valuable. Because re- remember, as a kid. When your when your when your parents said let's we're gonna go get ice cream, right? That was that was a that was an event. Yes. The whole family got in a car to go get ice cream. That was a thing. I do remember looking at that Baskin Robbins. Yeah, and you being like, it's too much. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah too it was much. too much. And your eyes would be all thirty-one big. Now now I'm polishing off pints like it's <laughs> nothing. Bourbon praline pecan ice cream like. It's nothing on a Tuesday. Yeah. Ice cream used to just be a Saturday. Your father was in the military. What branch did he serve in? Army. Yeah. And and did. so you grew up in Italy. I did. Yeah. How many? There. How many? Uh, I was born there. I left when I was three. We went back for another three years when I was ten. So wow. Paolo Italiano? No. Okay. No, I lost it. Wow. Yeah. Damn! What a gift. And, and but then you moved around Europe. Yeah. So right? here is the the abbreviated version. Okay. I was born in Italy, moved to Germany. I was three. 
moved to North Carolina when I was uh, six, moved to Italy when I was 10, moved to El Paso, Texas when I was 13, I guess 12, well, 13, 12 going on 13, mm-hmm. moved to uh, Vilsack, Germany when I was 14, moved to Waynesville, Missouri when I was 16, Parents moved to Columbus, Georgia when I was 17. Graduated high school, moved to Rolla, Missouri when I was 18. Graduated college, I moved to Columbus, Ohio when I was, I guess, 23. 26, I moved to Los Angeles. Um, By then, my parents had already moved to Virginia, so that's where I was going to visit them. And so I've been here. Uh, ever since, so. and so your f- the the all the moving was because your father was in the service. Correct. We hear so much about did he serve in any wars? Uh yeah, the Iraq War. We hear so much about PTSD, mm-hmm. drugs and alcohol, suicide. Any of that seem to affect him? Yes, yeah, so or my, and and affect you? He, my dad does have PTSD. Okay. Um, he very much uh, he did it in a very healthy way. He's a great example. The older I get, the more I appreciate my dad. Mm. Um, he doesn't drink. He doesn't smoke. Um, you know, I can't speak to his. I've I've never had a, a conversation with him about um, like if he's ever been suicidal. But he does suffer from PTSD to this day, and. Um, he doesn't. He can't sleep more than two, three hours a night. Because what'll happen with him is when he goes to sleep, it'll basically loop the events that happened. You know, when he was in in, uh, wow. in the war zone, and yeah, so he just right. can't. He just can't sleep. But now, I I was talking to someone who struggles with PTSD. He had mm-hmm. uh, survivor's guilt. Okay. And w- one of the things in sleep was a a, a struggle for that. For him also, one of the things his therapist recommended is uh, to live somewhere where there's a train station mm. because, uh, you know, so so much of the world we live in, we emphasize quiet and solitude. But for him, the quiet and solitude was a trigger mm. for something because when it was too quiet, that meant something was going to happen. I used to work in a prison. I used to counsel inmates. You never wanted the that. you never wanted the prison too quiet. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and so I wonder if that could be the same thing for your father, right? It, it's because it, my so uh, like get a white noise machine. For yeah, them, they live out in the country, country. Oh like yeah, deers so in the so front yard country. Yeah, so it's super quiet. Yeah. Um, and so my buddy, he literally bought an apartment next to a train station okay. and sleeps like a baby now. I might, um, have to, I might have to talk to him about that. So, yeah, I, I would definitely uh, explore that because sometimes you have to do the opposite of what everyone else is doing mm-hmm. to to figure out what works for you. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I hope he, he gets, he gets uh, help with that. I'm always posting sleep hacks and stuff yeah, uh, yeah. on it because I'm, I'm so big uh, on it. If um, I use an app called uh, Sleep Cycle that records my sleep and tells me the quality of sleep that I'm okay. getting 
and like when I'm up, when I'm down, and it wakes you up at a certain time and stuff like that. So and you can take notes in it because sometimes oh, nice. you'll get a good night's sleep. Yeah. And you're like, oh, wait, what did I do yesterday? Or, right, you know, right. things like that. Oh, you get a bad night's sleep. You know, oh, yeah, oh, that did have caffeine. I wasn't, you know, blah, blah, blah. Uh, so I do that. Um, is your dad going to counseling? Has he been to therapy? Is he yeah. going? Okay. Yeah. He's so, still in? In the military or in no, counseling? No, I mean, no, in, uh, in therapy and counseling. Uh, I believe he is. I believe he is. He's uh, like one of the things I'm really proud. Like I'm super proud of my dad because he came from, you know, uh, he came from the South. He's from Georgia. Uh-huh. His his dad, second grade education, um, you know, before he could even integrate schools. Very much like we talked about, just that old school mentality, right, all right, rough right. black dude. But um, as my dad's gotten older, he was pretty rough too. Like he was just like a real rough guy. But as he's gotten older, he's just been more and more open. So he's, you know, he's gotten out of the military, and it took a few years. But he's done counseling now. He did acupuncture. Whoa! He did a little bit of tai chi. I think at one point. Come on. Um, yeah. So he's really. Just trying to uh, expand, expand and, yeah, yeah just experiment to yeah. be healthy and, and and take care of his mind. I think he is still doing the counseling. Um, I know. Last time I talked to him, he was. I'm, I'm trying to think what he was doing next because he had he had been trying a different a few different things, but I want to say the counseling is what he stuck to. And uh, I think I, I need to talk to him about journaling. Though. That's the one thing. And the other thing I'm trying to do, I'm trying to get him out here so I can get some of that weed in him. So he don't understand. Oh. <laughs> he, can get you he ain't open to it. So my dad don't. He doesn't drink. He's never drank. He never smoked in his life. And what? Like, we need to get you that. We don't need the weed. You just need that oil. We just need you to get to sleep. Get you some of that CBD oil. <laughs> that is hilarious. Uh, but nah, he's doing great. He's he's doing the best. He can with the situation he was given, and so I'm just super right, proud of him. Right, right, I'm really proud. Yeah. Um, man, it was uh, so. You're a writer, mm-hmm. author. I was listening to some excerpts from your book. You have three things up on Amazon right now. Yeah. You have Monday meditations, Monday motivation. motivation. Yeah. Uh, and then you have uh, Ava's Ava's last run. Ava's last run, and what was the third one? Stage four. Stage four. Yeah. Stage four deals with cancer. Correct. Ava's last run deals with suicide. Correct. And then you have Monday motivations. Right. <laughs> Talk to me <laughs> about never, like when you put them all out like that. I'm <laughs> laughing. <laughs> like sadness, <laughs> sadness, <laughs> motivation. Yeah. And, but go and, ahead. And, and but even though the topics are. It doesn't have to be sad, right? It could, yeah. it could be very. A lot of inspiration can come from this. Exactly. Which is talk to me about the to. Ava's last run and what was the genesis of that story for you? Why that particular? Right. Uh, I feel like, for me, my intention as a writer is to use narrative to um, point people. Um, truth right and so one of the things that character she dealt with a trauma in a very unhealthy way that's sort of the 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 gist of the story uh the genesis of it actually came from 
how do people typically uh, deal with situations? Because well, the, the the true origin was I was in Vegas, and I found myself by myself at uh, one of the I can't remember what casino it was, but it was like a nightclub vibe, and there was girls dancing on poles and people gambling and drinking, and it was just it was a sensory overload for me. Like I, my my introvert came out, and I was like, I can't. And I walked upstairs, and I was on this mezzanine. I was just looking over, and I just started writing. Like I, just, I had a BlackBerry at the time, uh, so it was years ago. And I just started writing, just the scene. Like I wanted to capture the sensory details. You know, what did I see, smell, hear, feel? And then from that experience, it was just this idea: like, why do people come here to relax, unwind? You know, to try and feel better when all it does is actually make you feel worse. Mm -hmm. And so from that, I mean, it's probably four or five years of playing with this idea in my mind. That's kind of how it ruminated, right? Where you have this unhealthy person who is dealing with her trauma in unhealthy ways. Right. Um, and so it's just a, and, and, and so, like, in that story, like, I've, I've had different markers, different characters that were trying to nudge her, you know, towards health, but she ignored it along the way, mm. you know. Um, and then even in her own thought process, she would have these moments of clarity, but she would ignore it along the way. So that was sort of the exploration in that, that narrative, right, where she suffers from this trauma, but she never really deals with it, never really finds a a healthy way to deal with it. Mm. And that's how she finds herself, you know, um, just at, at, a, at a low point. Right, right. Yeah, yeah it, it's, you know, because a lot of what we think is healthy is dictated to us from, uh, by culture and society. Right. You know, we see these commercials, it's like, come to Jamaica, come to Bali, uh, yeah. Vegas. Yeah. And, it's the exact opposite of what you should be doing. You should be going to the Sequoia Mountains or, right. uh, you know, somewhere outdoors. Maybe maybe solitude or um, hiking or something to test you. Uh, Habitat for Humanity. Right. Things service. like that. Service. Being you of service. Be Absolutely. Somebody, you know? Getting out of your head. It's not Getting all about out. you yeah. sometimes. Go right. Go visit a, a homeless shelter or an elderly care place. Or right. An orphanage or, you know. Or, uh, family. or there, family. There was this girl who, uh, she was an MTV celebrity mm -hmm. and uh, and then started a podcast, which was about mental health. And then, uh, but had been struggling with depression and suicide mm -hmm. most of her life. And then uh, uh, a family member died. And it really tipped her over. Okay. And... Her family was like, come home. Like, not just visit, like, pack up everything, come home. Right. Because there's 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 no one around you out there. And she she thought she could handle it and and and, and she didn't. And it had dire consequences yeah. for her. And sometimes we get so caught up in a rat race. And thinking we can handle things ourselves, right? That, uh, but we can't because we're tribal animals. By default, we're we're it's in we're our DNA. yeah, it's in our DNA yeah. to be around people. 
and and she isolated herself and lived by herself, and and you know it it there was not a happy ending to it. Yeah. Um, but it it reminds me to reach out to. I'm not because I was always I was never one to reach out to my family and yeah. my mama call. I'd be like, whatever. I call in a week. You know, she'd be mad. I'd be like, yes, you know who you know yeah. who this is. You know, I'm like I'm your son. We got history, whatever. Now when my mom calls, I, I, maybe I don't pick up immediately, but I, I'm I'm right. I'm calling back. I'm, I'm checking on family members more now. I'm calling friends. Right. I meet people. I want I'm gonna get your number right now. Reach out, just say hey, thanks, check in on you, things like that. Say yes to going out, things being more social, yeah, putting yourself around people. That's the currency, that social currency, that tribal currency, connecting. That is, that's what's valuable. It is. Right? That's the valuable resource. It is. And that's something that we, so society, like you were talking about, like how, um, how marketing influences us and tells us what we do need for solutions, like going away. Mm-hmm. It's literally the opposite of what you need to be doing. You need to be going inside and yes. together. Engaging. And I, I do wonder, like, I would I would I don't know the facts of this, but I wonder how the suicide rate differs between individualistic cultures and um cultures that focus on family. You know much lower. Like of our country, mm-hmm. America, is all about you mm-hmm. being you, mm-hmm. doing you for you. Where you know cultures like in Japan or cultures in well, J- Japan has a high suicide rate, really? but but that's only because okay. uh, there's yeah, shame see, I don't know. I don't know. is a huge part of their culture ah, also, and and dishonoring the family. Huh. So there's a healthy balance of being connected, but in Japan there's so much shame around if you dishonor the family, if you don't live up to, they they have such high expectations if. I don't know if you've ever flown in J- Japan Air. I'm not. All the flight attendants are look exactly the same. Like, they just cranked them out of this 3D <laughs> printer. And <laughs> I promise you, seamless service. Mm. I've never experienced. Man, they, would, they were delivering food, picking up trash, moving about, and you didn't notice them. Mm. I don't know what that is. Our flight attendants, they bumping into people. <laughs> they knocking your elbows off the thing. Right. It's a bunch of clanking and chewing. And Japan, man, they were like ghosts. Yeah. you Stuff was just done, and you were like, whoa. I'd, I I want to. That's my number one list is Japan. Like, I want to experience it. It's, but I, I wonder about Italy, though. Like, as you say that, because Italy. Italy's different, because it's not I, that. It doesn't have that high shame. Right. Ex- no, I mean, no, right. Italy, but they are very family focused. Very family. Very family right. focused. Like I wonder what suicide rate lower is like there because you look at uh, Latin cultures. Yeah, lower. Right. So all these cultures where where people are are together and 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 and, 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 and you know even in a black culture it was lower than uh, 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 white uh, yeah, suicide rates. In yeah. General, yeah. Um, but. As we've started to assimilate and adapt that more like self-made, yeah. I did it my my way right. kind of mentality, you see those numbers and you, and creeping up. You think up. about it, right? Like we all all we had was family. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Like You're you right. couldn't survive right. by yourself before. Right. 
you know. And now people are walking around like, I don't need you. Right. I, don't, I got this. Either you with me or against me. Like we got yeah. this whole black and white view yeah. of life I, in the world, and it, it, the world is not black and white. Not only is it not black and white, it's it is completely integrated. Everything is dependent on the right. other thing. Right. Nothing works in isolation. Right. And Nothing works a, in isolation. That is the name of this episode. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. I was just having this conversation with my wife. I, we we are both. I uh, I think I want to put this on the podcast. This is a this is a tip and a trick and a tactic. We both have alarms on our phone different times a day, where we just say grateful. So I have a seven a.m. alarm, and every day it just says it says grateful. So at seven a.m. Alarm goes off my phone, and I vocalize things I'm grateful for. Wow. Hers is at 9.15, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, what it does is we are both in the habit of being grateful, right? And we communicate it to ourselves and to each other. Mm-hmm. Part of that, I bring that up because we had a conversation. We were just like, we're just sitting around and like, man. Uh, we, had a, a, a celebra- we had some friends over, and we had uh, bought some cinnamon sticks, for hot chocolate, and she was chewing on one of the cinnamon sticks, and she was like, I wonder how this gets made. So we're both nerds. We looked it up, and they have to, like, cut these trees and shave it, and somebody in Sri Lanka is doing all this work, and then it's sent to, like, England. And and we were just like, man, you put this little stick in my mouth, hundreds of hands, been thousands of hours. Wow. For me to have this little cinnamon stick. Wow. And then, like, you think about all the things you touch. This microphone, this headset, yeah. that phone, like how many hours and how many people went into just the things you take for granted? A napkin, right? The tree that had to grow for tens, if not hundreds of years, that had to be cut by somebody who had to log it off of this yeah. land, who had to trim it. Somebody who had to engineer this factory and had to think of all the parts. The person who's working in the factory, the person who drove the truck person who pressed it, the person who put it in the store, person who checked it out, everything you touch has been touched by thousands just for you to experience it in a drop. Like, you should be infinitely grateful at all times because we are connected, right? It's integrated. Like, everything, everything is integrated. And as soon as you stop thinking that it is, Mm. it's when you start to get unhealthy, you know? That's where sadness, and when you think, because what I know about wow. depression, wow, and what I know about um, you know sadness is it's this idea that it's just me, woe is me, I'm not feeling, you know, you you you, you play this narrative of nobody's here for me, I'm alone, when at no point, this t- I don't know how many people touch this T-shirt, You're right, 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 grew this cotton. Right. Let alone the fact that my existence is predicated on hundreds of people making choices for generations to give birth to me. You know, my parents and their parents and their parents and their parents. Just my very existence is predicated on the decisions of hundreds of people who I will never know. And, you know, also, that's why I love watching those science uh, videos because you go, oh, man, some planets collided. Right. And then we were just this rock floating, and then there was, like, some amoeba that touched another amoeba that was floating in the water, and then it somehow made it to land, and then it was, then a raindrop hit it, and (laughs) 
just the whole idea of, like, the stars. Like, every atom in this planet is right. made from a star that lived for a billion years and blew up. Right. It's incredible. Like, it's our incredible. life is... It's, in, it's remarkable. It is every bit of miraculous, incredible, awe-inspiring. But we don't think about it enough. And I'm... I'm I'm not thinking about this stuff all the time. Right? Right, like, I'm right, not right, just right, like, right. oh my god, there's a supernova. <laughs> you mess around and crash, <laughs> right? But I, again, going back to the discipline, I I am intentional about giving myself space. I'm I'm disciplined in eliminating distractions, so I can think about that. Mm. Whether it's that 7 a.m. alarm, where when that goes off, I stop. You know, because I'm usually driving at that time. Or I usually just get to work, and so it's just like, oh, this is my time to. And it doesn't have to be long, but it's just enough to condition my brain to remind myself that no matter what I'm feeling right now, I'm, I'm integrated in something bigger than me. You know, integrated in something bigger than me. Man, yeah. so many nuggets, brother. Anthony oh, Childs, I really appreciate you being on the episode. Is there anything that you want to share that we haven't talked about? Uh, I, You know what? I want... Because I know you do this on, on, on some of your other endings. You say, before you kill yourself, yes, what, should you, what, what should you say? I want you to be kind to yourself. You know, Whoever's listening to this right now, I want you to be kind to yourself. Tell yourself that. Tell yourself that I love you. Tell yourself that you are beautiful and wonderfully made and that you have both purpose and intention in your life. Tell yourself that that you're amazing i want i want you to be kind to you and then in general i want us to be kind to each other mm-hmm. you know make that a priority i, I want to out kind you <laughs> that's what I, I want that's what i want people to do i want you to be you know what i don't want to show how much money i got right, what right, car i'm driving right. i want to show you look i could be out kind that's right i could be more kind than anybody else in this in this whole room anybody in this city who gonna out kind me let's, oh, make, let's make that that's so powerful let's make Anthony. that a priority thank you brother i appreciate you where can people find you where can people get your books Amazon. If you uh, if you go on Amazon, you search Anthony C H I L E S. Right. It's well, Childs. Mm-hmm. You can find me on there. I got a website, AnthonyChilds.com. Uh, Instagram is at Mr. Anthony Childs. Um, I'm off Twitter. Yeah. I might get back on, but it's the same handle. Facebook at Mr. Yeah. Anthony Childs, and I think. I think that's it. AnthonyChilds.com. That's a good that's a good way to start. AnthonyChilds.com. Thank you all for listening in. Uh, thank you, everybody, on uh, Instagram Live, on Facebook Live. Um, remember, this episode, this podcast is not a substitute for you going to get help. Uh, call that 1-800-SUICIDE number. If you need to, you can call 1-800-273-TALK. Call somebody, call anybody, call your mama, call an enemy, call a friend, call your neighbor, just yell off your balcony, your story needs to be heard, your life is valuable, we want to keep you around, we care about you, um, and and also very, talking about gratitude, I'm very grateful for the listeners, I'm grateful for uh, all the sharing of the episodes that, and, and all the comments, all the comments that it really feeds me. And it feeds the podcast and keeps it going. 
and we're going to keep going just like you're going to keep going, and we will talk to you soon. Peace. Peace.